1: Oh, it's the big one. Oh, is it the big one? This is the one we wait for. One of the ones we wait for. It's Man United, Liverpool, Old Trafford. Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, in the, wherever you are on this glorious planet. Um, welcome to another episode of Carnage. Um, a carnage that sort of consists of a preview of the, probably one of the biggest games still, I'd say, in the world. I think I'm, I don't think it's an over-exaggeration when you say Man United, Liverpool, regardless of where we are form-wise, in the table-wise, sort of in the ranking-wise, it's still one of the hugest games on the planet, in my humble opinion. But it's not my opinion that counts on these shows. It's it's, it's all about the panel, and and obviously, I've got my my partner in crime, my new partner in crime, Conroy. How are we, Conroy?
2: No, I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's uh, pleasure to be here as always. It's I've not seen probably, a lot you in got, the last week.
1: Listen, you got to stop saying that now. You're part of the furniture now. You got to say thanks for having me. You you like, you know, you're part of the team now. This is it, mate.
2: Yeah, no. No, of course, my Yeah, no, I will do. but no, right. yeah, just buzzing to be on again <laughs> and here we go. A massive game on Sunday and I think We've All got lots of questions, especially a few that I want to ask Adam. So, yeah, let's crack oh, on. I with bet
1: here. you have. I bet you have. Um, and making his debut on my channel, I know on my show, I beg your pardon, I know we've done stuff together. My good friend from
0: years, Kev, how are we? I'm really good, Grizz. Excited. Um, if you can't get up for this game, then football isn't for you.
1: Yeah, you take, up, I mean? take up table tennis or something. Yeah, you know there's I mean? a
0: weekend of sport coming up, man. This is this is huge. You know, when the thing when the fixtures comes out, there's two or three that you look for, and this is the this is it. This is one of the top ones. Can't absolutely,
1: wait. absolutely, and we had to get. Look, sometimes you're forced to get one of the other side on, right? <laughs> one of those occasions. But, if, but you know, people that sort of watched Carnage before know that. Adam's probably one of the nicest United fans that we know, and it was an absolute <laughs> pleasure to get him back on. Thank you very much again, Adam.
3: Pleasure, mate, as always. When I would say nicest, I would probably say I fit into your channel because I just say it as it is, mate, and that's what we all want to hear, isn't it? And it's pure you know fan what? content.
1: Do you know what? That's exactly what Carnage is about. It's no <laughs> agendas, <it's> no narratives. <laughs> it's pure Carnage. And look, talking about Carnage, you know. We can start off with your game and we could talk about our game. Are both our Champions League um games during the midweek? Both ended 3-2, but both totally different games. Well, actually, mm-hmm. actually, similar game in our sense as well. In terms of we went 2-0 up, you guys went 2-0 down. You was at the game, Adam. Go through the emotions of the night and and tell us mm-hmm. how you felt by the end of it, because obviously. You have every right to be elated and 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 jumping for joy at the final whistle, but then when sort of that sort of disappears and you get home, where do you stand with the team and how did you feel like afterwards?
3: When the dust settles, mate, in it. And normally, I said this when we beat Villarreal in the last minute with Ronaldo. Is that is that that vibe that feeling at the moment? It's like normally you'd think. You look at it, you go, Ronaldo, last-minute winner, Champions League under the floodlights. You know what I mean? It's great feeling. And then literally 10 minutes after, dust had settled. And it's like the reality slapped you back in the face. And it was like, fuck, man, we were shit. And that that basically was how it was against Villarreal. And then the first half against Atalanta, this is coming off the back of the shower of shite that there was against Leicester at weekend, where we had one of the on paper one of the best teams going and we got absolutely battered. Absolutely battered. Uh that first half against Atalanta, United United got booed off at half time by the home fans. We were booed wow. off. I'm not I'm not that way inclined. I would never boo my team. It's not what I was brought up with, but there was obvious loud this disgruntlement you could say amongst the United fan base. I mean Guys in front of me with 20 minutes to go before half-time went down for a drink. thought, I'm going to watch this on TV. Got the asked sitting out here. I might as well just go and get bladdered. So they went down. It was that feeling all around and it was like something miraculous has to happen here. Otherwise, is Ollie even going to make it to weekend. Because the question was before this group of fixtures after the last international break was, is Ollie actually going to still be in a job? It was, We've everyone knows our run of games is... Horrendous. Atlanta at home probably was the easiest of all the games. A weakened Atlanta at that as well, and they were still two up and kicking our ass all over the place in the first half. So, so believe me, mate, the, the fan base is torn completely at the moment. As well, I felt it was just one of I just couldn't believe how crap we were. It was like it wasn't simple just having a bad day. It was. Can't pass the ball 10 yards. Don't know what position on the pitch I'm playing. And it was like watching Sunday League football. It was horrendous. And then second half starts and you're like, this is why I'm getting pissed off all the time because this Chooking is the team that I should be watching. I'm like, why? Why Why is it taking us to go 2-0 down to come to this? Because that's the best that's seen us play all season in that second half We had intent, we were fast, we were crossing the ball. We were actually playing to Ronaldo's strengths for a change and something we've not done all season since he's come in. And I said in many of your previous videos, when Ronaldo plays, we're playing with 10 men because Oli doesn't know how to adapt his team around him. And with Ronaldo, you either play to his strengths or you don't play him. It's as simple as that. And this was the big question with Oli: Can he handle all these big egos? Can he handle Ronaldo? Last night, he pulled him out of the mire again. It's three and three in the Champions League for Ronaldo. Without him, I'd probably say Ollie's head was, I think it would have been chopped off. It wasn't on the block, it was off. That's what I would say because he saved us against Villarreal, saved us again tonight. And you know what? I can't see anyone else scoring the goals that he scores in our team. And therefore, without him, I don't think Ollie, it's hard to say, would be in a job, but. When you look at it and you, you put everything down on the table, you, you've you got to look at it and say, that probably would be the case because it would be too much. I mean, we haven't kept a clean sheet in 20 games. It's 20, one clean sheet in 20. Do you know what I mean? Unheard one of clean sheet all this season. It is, it is really bad at the moment. And I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool fans were licking the lips because looking at our defence and the way we play, Unless we go out full 90 minutes like we did in the second half against Atalanta, we wouldn't stand a chance, even if we tried to be solid. So it is one of a mood of real discontent within the fan base at the moment. And we're torn because everyone loves Ole. I feel like we're being guilt-tripped for having an opinion against him right now. But I think the majority now are getting that reality slap in the face where it is more overpowering than the actual love you've got for an ex player is getting to a point where it's like we need to be seeing some form of improvement and this group of games is what a lot of fans are saying is gonna determine how he moves forward, if he does move forward and it starts this weekend, mate.
1: Do you know that was um you know that was that was a great listen from a Liverpool fan point of view. But mm. The human side of me, like I'm with Ham Wallet here. He says, man, somebody get Adam a stiff drink, please, for fuck's sake. Like, and I'm telling you, if we were sort of in person, right, I would 100% get him a stiff drink right now and probably an arm around his shoulder. Like, you know, mate, we've been there.
3: Because, yeah, I know you have. I know. Because Conroy,
1: <laughs> because Conroy it's, it's, I know we spoke about it once, where to me it sounds like very much like the Roy Evans era, In terms of Roy Evans was one of our own. We loved him to bits. The fan base wanted him to do so well. But we always knew Roy wasn't the guy to take us to the promised land. There would be great players in that team. We had stars like Robbie Fowler, Stan Collymore, Jamie Redknapp, Steve McManaman. Do you remember that great team? And we'd have great moments against so many uh, sorry great matches where we'd think this is the turning point. Does 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 this sort of era resemble Man United's era resemble that era for us for you as well? Or am I completely chatting shit?
2: No no I think I think there is a resemblance there, Grizz I'd also say you could look at the Roy Evans era and also look at and maybe say you, you say feeling uh, guilty, Adam, but I mean Frank Lampard's probably Chelsea's greatest ever player. And <laughs> management is not the same as being a player and I don't think you should view abuse and criticism are two completely different things and if someone's not good enough to do the job and especially where Manchester United want to be um, it's not like you're trying to go from 5th to 4th here or 4th to 3rd you try to get to the promised land again and as Grizz says I feel like 90% 90% of the Man United fans know that you're you're not going to get that with Ollie gonna And it's probably similar with Roy Evans as well. We just knew as much as you don't want it to be that way, but football isn't about sentiment. And that's 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 the, the cold hard facts. And I think all jokes aside, all the Ollie in banner and stuff, like football fans will tell you right now, it's it's clear what Manchester United do if they want to get in, in there. And the the ones who maybe disagree with that, I think. By now, if you've not seen that he's not the man for the job, then I don't know what else to show you because there's exciting moments. But to me, it's you're not going to compete with the three other managers of Tuchel, Klopp, and Guardiola. We we all—it's just not going to happen. So, really good comparison, though, Chris.
1: Well, Janed Janed can't come out with a different one, Kev. He said I would I I would dare to say it's more Dalglish second spell era where. Uh, even though we won a trophy, FSG acted without sentiment to remove him of the, of the spell. Would you, a, would you agree with that more? And B, Conroy talks about sentiment. And you'd think in this day and age, there'd be less sentiment around with all the money involved and with all the power involved in terms of you know how powerful and rich these chairmen are. But yet Man United are still clinging on to this. Even Adam would admit it's pure sentiment that he's mm. still clinging on to a job, right?
0: Yeah, I mean look, I agree with a hundred percent when when you were describing that at the start, the first thought that came to mind was when it started going sour for Kenny. You felt sick to the pit of your stomach that it was going. And you could we could all see it. And we we all knew what needed to happen. None of us had the heart to say it. And when it happened, it was like a relief. It was a weight off. And I mean United's problem isn't Oli. United's problem is they're buying with no structure. They're buying with no plan. They have no idea how they want to play. They have no idea of how to build a team to play a certain way. They didn't need Ronaldo. United's problem isn't goals. I watched that game last night, and if United scored four in the first half, you wouldn't have been surprised. They were poor finishing in the first half. They were poor in the second half with their finishing. They were sloppy. And they scraped over the line with a Ronaldo header at the end. And yeah, it's entertaining, and you know, the fans will be up for it, up after it. But like Adam said, cold light of day, you're not winning a league with playing like that. We know what building something on quicksand is like. We watch Brendan Rodgers do it. Yeah. It's entertaining, it's fantastic. You love watching it, but you know in your heart of hearts it's not winning football. And it wasn't until we changed our philosophy in buying players brought a manager and a director of football who understood how to build a st- build a, winning s- a winning side in an era where you're competing with countries. So, I mean, look, I watched United last night and if that game ended 7-3, 8-4, Atalanta had really good chances in that second half for how Adam was saying that United were good at <coughs> throwing forward never left. United were wide open and a better side with a ball-playing central midfielder would have slipped strikers in all night long.
3: I mean, they were missing
0: five key players They were time. missing five key players, and Atalanta aren't the Atalanta side that had um, Papu Gomez playing for them. You know, a couple of years ago when we played them, they were a oh, sorted they, side.
1: Well, they've, they, they've replaced no? the main defender with uh, Demiral.
0: And Demiral's only on loan.
1: Who's quite, who's quite highly rated. But again, yeah. even the, the floodgates opened when he went off.
0: They had an under-21 interna- Italian international that came on last night. And the kid might have a bright future. But at the end of the day, he would have grown up in under-21 football and under-18 football in Italy looking at Ronaldo and thinking, my God, he's fantastic. He's this, he's that. And now I'm marking him. Oh, my God. Mm.
1: Do you know well, what I mean? He was starstruck. Ham Wallet is my favourite uh, guy in the chat tonight. Both of his comments have been brilliant, and I've kept this one on. Uh, uh, I've kept this one on on screen because, um, you know, even though I told Conroy to remind me or give me some sort of signal, I completely forgot about my amazing sponsor. So Ham Wallet is the, the possibly... banner
2: is up as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've got to blame someone. Yeah, um, no, Ole needs some CBD. And you know what? If Ole needs any CBD, Adam, what he needs to do is log on to www.elitemead.com, who are our fantastic sponsors for anything CBD. And if Ole is... St- Needs a discount on top because you know he's feeling a bit low and he probably wants just dis- Every little penny helps at the moment, right? If he types in LFC 10, he'll even get a 10% discount, courtesy of us. Now, that's an amazing deal for Ole. So, if you ever sort of um, feel like emailing him, just put in a good word for Elite Me. But listen, thank I you think very
2: you might much. I next couple of weeks, Chris. I could see him needing it in the next couple of weeks. Well,
1: we say that, but look, coming back to Adam, we say that, and you talked about this spell that you're going through and you've got coming. How many times has um, Oli had had this spell and he comes out with it? I don't mean He comes yeah. through it. Like, what is it?
3: This is the thing, mate, is it? It's like the, the cat with nine lives. He always pulls the result out of the bag. But in them occasions, there's been a, a Norwich or a whipping boy team just there to go and smash five, 4-0, something like that. And it just gives everyone a little bit of a boost. But... It's, it was Leicester, it was Atalanta, it's Liverpool, Spurs, it's Atalanta away, it's City at home. Even after the international break, Chelsea, Arsenal. No respite. Yeah, for, there's nothing. It. There's no little whipping boy game. There's not even a Carabao Cup game in the middle because we're out of that. There's no get out of jail game for him this time. So it is literally do or die time for gonna Solskjaer with this team because... His metal's going to be tested. He cannot handle Nuno. He couldn't handle Nuno when he was at Wolves. They absolutely stunk the place out. It's the worst game in Premier League history. Every time we played Wolves, he can't beat the low block. That at Spurs with Son and Kane at the other end with a bit of firepower worries me probably more than City because a Manchester derby can be anything. We've seen United turn up even when True. we look like we're finished and beat City. It's just one of them things. But I just don't see it right now. It doesn't have that feel about it, Grizz, anymore. Like that, you said it there, that little get-out-of-J, he always pulls it out of the bag. Like last night, that was an understrength, that Atlanta team. It's like I gave David De Gea my man of the match because that chance that Kev was talking about there, the double save, it would have made it 3-1. That's night-night Vienna. United don't come back from that. But I'm looking at it going. If that was Liverpool, a City, anyone decent, then we're four 0 down at half time, and no one's coming back from that because you just pick us up on the break, and like I said, they had chances if it was anyone decent, which nearly every team that we're playing coming up now is decent, then we're gonna get we're gonna concede chances we are because the only way we play and get anything like we did in the second half last night is if we play attacking football, but then you've gotta rely on that defense to try and hold it out, which they can't. Like I said, clean sheets, one in 20. We had, we've had one clean sheet all this season. With Nova Ran in that team, it's hard to play expansive football because <sighs> Maguire and Lindelof, slight like turning the Titanic. It's ridiculous. Except they're like that tanker that got stuck in that canal, you know, that <laughs> stops us getting all our <laughs> shipments coming through. That's like them. They're just yeah. trying to turn there. And it's, it's literally... That forward line of Salah, uh, Mane, uh, it'd be Firmino or uh, Jota, because Jota has a great game against United every time he plays us. It could be any one of the four. It doesn't matter. Then you're licking your lips because our back line, we've come back from the Euros with Maguire and Shaw, who had a great Euros, with Ferran, the World Cup winner. And, we've been, and we're have been worse. I don't understand how we're worse. But that then has to come down to coaching. And that's why this run feels like it's different, mate. It feels like there's not enough players playing well to carry us through. And yeah, we've got moments, we've got absolute will beating players that can turn up any day of the week, but we're not we haven't got that easier team to get us out of jail, just to give us a bit of a a bit of a momentum. It's like you need a plan going into all of these games coming up. We don't have that, mate. We've got moments of brilliance in individuals and that is it mate we that can't carry you through it's not sustainable I do feel we're going to get found out it could be anything don't get me wrong anything can happen in football I know that and I've I've made I've been made to look stupid before but we know and I know how well Liverpool are playing right now and how comfortable they are it's it's hard to see anything but it's just the old traffic factor. Old game. yeah, absolutely. You don't know, mate, it's it's hard, but honestly, that run thing and Ali getting out of jail, I think that is slowly coming to an end and that, that's why it feels a bit different this time.
1: Conroy, he's, um, Adam spoke about sort of how good we feel and how good we're playing. I know we've done a, a fantastic post-match show over on my channel. People need to go and check that out as well when they get a chance. Um, but just very briefly touching on our performance and our game um just give the the people what, what your opinions was because despite winning 3-2 it was one of our sl- more sluggish performances but the mentality and the professionalism to see it through is probably as impressive one of the most impressive away wins around europe right
2: yeah, I think so. It was it was a strange game, Chris. I think you summed it up quite perfectly there. It was a it was like we won 2 on paper away to Atletico. You're know, like, that's an amazing result. But it was a it was a strange game defensively quite sluggish at parts. We maybe said before it's probably our worst performance with that back four altogether. But getting that result was massive. And it is interesting what it, and it's not a comparison, but we spoke about um Atlanta, he'd be in Atlanta, under strength Atlanta. But Liverpool, when the Tories have had problems with Atletico in the past. Like they just, I wouldn't even say they've got our car, but they, we just seem to never really get get one over on them. So I thought it was a really confident result for, for Liverpool. But also, Chris, I wanted to add, we never spoke about it the other night. I've just seen it the day after. Did you see the celebration with Salah and Mane? Resembled the celebration in
1: Maratha? Do you know and- what? I thought, I, I thought it was photoshopped. It but out. I absolutely thought someone's—you yeah. know—one of these big accounts—they've yeah. just sort of made it into a meme and sort of. But is that actually real?
2: Yeah, as far as I'm aware, I've seen a few, and it looked legit to me. So I was like, they've not got—they've got long memories, and I thought to me that shows that that was a massive result for the, the mentality of that team. And let's be honest, guys. Um, let's not beat around the bush and you know I'm going to oh someone says it was was photoshopped I thought it wasn't apologies but in general I think that's a massive result and for something like us to, when we go to we've not won at Old Trafford when there's been fans there for I think correct me if I'm wrong I think it was a 3-0 Rodgers game that was the last time we won there with fans so there is we have got a bit of a problem there we, we never do ourselves justice but I think with that win during the week I really think we I'm actually surprisingly believe it or not I'm quite confident we can get a result the weekend I know people will be shocked and cars will be getting the slam the brakes on right now but I am confident
1: <laughs> there you go there you go this is what happens when you um, become part of Carnage uh, you know but
0: positivity is, is infectious exactly Kev
1: um, so looking at the two games in, in, in Europe uh, we went away but we played a day earlier uh, United played a day later um, and at home from your point of view, are you glad uh, that Man United are coming in on a high and won in the end in terms of they may feel confident and may try to attack us? Are you thinking, I didn't want them in a good mood or any sense of sort of feeling good about themselves? Or don't you care like how they are? It's all about how we play.
0: Classic.
1: Where are you with that?
0: I don't care. Okay. At the end of the day, if we've gone, Kev's we've, the Kev's we've the total sco- opposite of Conra here. Remember, people. But we've scored, <laughs> we've scored three or more away from home in virtually every game we've played this season. That breeds confidence. The fact that the lineup is settled, everyone knows how each other plays. Everyone knows how each other runs. <laughs> the prediction—it's just the way we're playing at the minute. It's like we went through last season when the lads were out, and we went through the end, of, the second half of last season taking names. And it's like right, you're having it, you're having it, and you're having it when they're all come back. And this season they've gone in. I think the signings side, side, the that came in the summer, more Mo, with Lukaku, Ronaldo, and all these lads, all the headlines and hype all around. Everyone bar us. I think Mo turned around and said, "I'll show you. You 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 watch this. You come and see what I got." And Salah has just been a revelation this season. I think the result last last season, the win, the win there, hopefully gave Klopp the confidence to not fear and over-respect Manchester United because they're not Fergus United.
1: You make and a very good point there. You make a very I good think, point about that.
0: I think that a lot of sides did that for years with Manchester United and they did it with um, any side really who was on top for a, p- a period of time. The fear factor hangs around and that buys you wins, and the papers cracks, and you get away with stuff that ordinarily you wouldn't get away with. Um, I mean, look, we're in the form of our lives at the minute. We're playing really good stuff. The only thing that worried me with the Atletico game was when we went 2-0 up, I had a feeling that the lads got carried away with the scoreline, like they did against AC Milan, and thought that we're in We're in here, we can get 3-4-5, and five, and we got carried away and did stupid things and when Klopp made the changes at halftime, he literally just, he got a He changed a few things, a few tweaks, told them where to play and where not to play. And when you actually look at the stats on paper for the, for the game, we had more to ball, we had more shots on target, we had more shots, we had more corners. And Alisson made some good saves, but guess what, Alisson's one of the best keepers in the world, that's why we brought him. Do you know? I mean, and Atletico Madrid are the champions of Spain and they're going to retain. They're unbeaten at home in Europe for a long time. And that's the first time since 2009 that anyone's put three past them in Europe. So, I mean, if you can't take confidence from that going into a game against your biggest rivals at their ground with a full house, then, you know, something's not right.
1: You know, you made a very good point about sort of um, your hope that Jürgen Klopp goes to Old Trafford feeling confident and brave, you said. And... Mm. I mentioned before as well a couple of times and other bits I've done today in terms of previews that uh, Jürgen Klopp, the one criticism I may have of him or I do have of him is games against United and Everton away from home. He tends to pay them a bit too much respect even though we go into it by far the better team. So in case of Everton, by far the better team and in case of Man United well except with the exception of last season where we had uh, a lot of injuries we normally go there as the far, by, by far the better team
0: in the last yet few we've, years
1: yeah. yet, but, but we've, we, we sometimes freeze does that give you hope Adam in terms of this kind of game can happen because even though you haven't beaten us in the last 10 league games 6 of those have been a draw Can you see something like that happening again?
3: It's funny, isn't it, football, how it plays on you when a big game like this comes around. We're looking at what Kev was describing there then and the form Liverpool are in, scoring at will, how hit and miss United are and still we're thinking that there's going to be that moment and there could be that opportunity. I mean, I would have thought... I mean, I know Liverpool fans and you're probably all thinking deep down, is, is that... There's got to be that one cross going in where Ronaldo just rises up and heads it in just to really piss you all off. Just mm-hmm. rub it in. But it is, it can happen. We know it can happen. Everyone can have that one day where it just doesn't click. There could be a sending off. There could be a moment of stupidity which just sways the game completely. We don't know Absolutely. what's coming. Liverpool against United for the first time with fans in God knows how long. I can't even remember the last one, actually. It's weird. But... It just feels weird in this game and the atmosphere, and then everyone going into it, what how important it is. A simple thing like sending off early doors in the first half, some moment of stupidity could change the game completely. I mean, I think Liverpool have got, I think you guys are top of the disciplinary table as well, aren't you? I think yeah. you've got a better account than everyone, which is crazy. Uh, but for me, I think a moment like that is always. It can always happen in these games. It does give us hope that Klopp sometimes has sort of gone a little bit off off tack when it comes to them sort of games, like the important local games that mean a lot to the fans. But surely now he's got to look at it and go, we are in the ascendancy here. We have to drive this home because Liverpool don't, hold on to leads. Liverpool play in spells and kill teams off instantly. It's like, bang, 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 two or three goals. Now what are you are going to do? And you can actually see Liverpool just ease off in spells and let teams get a little bit of the ball. And then another 10, 15-minute spell, bang, there you go. You're done, dusted. They've used all their energy up. And it's, it's clever management. You can see what he's doing. I just feel like the only way United get anything from this game is if we get through the first half conceding minimal goals because I think that's where Liverpool win it early doors I could see Liverpool scoring minimum of two goals that's a definite with our defence just depends how close United are going into the second half I think that's where United would have a better chance just because of the atmosphere and that bit of doubt possibly in Liverpool fans and Jurgen Klopp if it's close going towards the end how does he, how does he work it? how does he do it? But I do feel like Liverpool will come out of the blocks and I think they will try and smash United out the park before we can even get a foothold in the game. And that's how Liverpool win the game for me. I think Curly doors. I think you did it. Uh, I remember talking to you guys before the 4-2 last season. Um, it was like rules reversed slightly. I was thinking, how can Liverpool do this? And you did exactly that. You just had them spells and it was just like bang, 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 bang. And it was like, before you knew it, it was too many goals. And that's how Liverpool beat teams. That's how I've seen Liverpool win games in them spells. And then they control the game. They sort of ask the question of the opposition and then go back in again and finish the job off. And I do feel like the longer the game goes on is the only way United are going to be in this game. But United have to limit how many Liverpool get in that first half. Seems crazy me saying it, but I just know... That's how United set off. We've been shocking at the start of every game so far this season, barring Leeds with really slow starters. We have to sort of start off quite... It has to be energetic. It has to be at Liverpool's pace because you guys will do more of the work and more of the running and more of the attacking. It it sounds crazy, but the only way we even compete is by going toe-to-toe because we can't hold off. We can't hold off against Liverpool. It's impossible for us to do that with anyone. Conrad
1: Adams painted a very rosy picture for us. Um just quickly Sam Sam says LFC players won't get faced by the atmosphere though they will relish it. And if there's any if there's any ground or dress rehearsal to get ready for a a, a loud Old Trafford it was at the Wonder against Atletico right mm-hmm. so we should be ready for that in terms of the noise and atmosphere. Are you expecting a similar game to how Adam's described in terms of that opening half or are you like me thinking nothing like that like honestly nothing like that in my opinion I think it's going to be an absolute helter skelter start from both teams and United will not be as bad as they were against Atlanta just for the fact that it's Liverpool FC on their home turf
2: Yeah, I actually think um, I disagree Adam in the sense of I do get what you're saying mate but even when Liverpool have played well, and I do are definitely playing very well then for me, the first 20 minutes at Old Trafford, I'm always like, it's actually ironic because Gary Neville says it about Anfield, he says, just keep trying, keep the crowd quiet, just calm it down. And I'm actually thinking more of that. I prefer that. I know some fans want us to go hell for, hell for leather, but I feel like, for me, the best thing Liverpool can do is just get through the first 20 minutes and then just regain control of the game, calm it down, and then I think we can win that way. Because we've done that a lot, I feel like, as as Adam's made a good point, going toe-to-toe, to to a certain extent, you know, the, the adrenaline, the hustle and bustle about it, I feel like that way United will get a chance of scoring. And if United get a lead, I could still see them maintaining that because, let's be honest, guys, I'm confident we can win on Saturday, but Liverpool at times Old Trafford are not, let's say, they're never... I don't see Liverpool getting one chance and scoring. They probably need to create a few, because that's just the way we play. And I feel like if you give United something to hold on to, yeah, for me, just get through the first 20 minutes and then we do that, calm the crowd down. I think we'll get the result.
1: Kev, um how do you see the game going? How do you see the game plan? Um
0: It depends without, on the lineups, man.
1: I was gonna say, without getting into the specifics of the mm. lineups, um, just an overall view in terms of tactically. I think How you'd way- like us to approach
0: it? How I'd like us to approach it is let the yeah. game come to us. Okay. I'd like to let the game come to us. I I think the way to beat or to go at Liverpool is what Brighton did to us last year and put four or five in a big press. Don't allow Van Dijk and Matip to play the ball around the back. Don't allow the simple ball into, into um Fabinho, and don't allow us to build up play. United's problem is they've got to convince Ronaldo to press like a 20-year-old. and Everyone else has to go with him and to make life as uncomfortable as possible, to force early turnovers, to get... I think Mason Greenwood is a phenomenal player and if you give him a chance, he's lethal. I think he's going to be an absolute world leader will save Man United hundred million pounds. Rashford, if he's fit, off Trent's side or whoever plays on the right-hand side, cutting in on onto on their um, onto that side, has to press Trent. You can't allow someone like Trent halfway into uh, there into the United half to be able to pick ball, pick his head up and pick balls. This game, for all of my confidence about how we can win it. This game could go anyway. If this game could be 4-0 either way, and you blink your eyes and think, how did that happen? United's front four, I think, are outstanding goals, goal-getters. They're outstanding individuals. United's problem is the central midfield. It's been the central midfield for a while. That allows you to get at their back four. That's where the game is going to be won and lost. Mm-hmm. Convenient and <laughs> vital for us. Henderson is vital for us and Jones or Milner, whoever plays, is vital for us. They'll dictate the pace, they'll dictate how we play and the chances will come for both sides. And I fancy our back four over their back four. Yeah, fair enough. That's how I I see it going.
1: That's a fair assessment. So obviously, as Kev says, Adam, when we're looking at sort of how, when we envisage and visualise, try to visualise how the game's going to go. Of course, it depends on the personnel involved. Um, I think it's fair to say, would you agree that your back four probably picks itself because Varane's yeah. not back, right? Yeah, um, what happens to the rest of the team and the formation, in your opinion? And well, how would you go about it, and how will Oli go about it?
3: How Oli goes about it, and how we would go about it, uh, completely. Nine day. day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but to be honest, there is, it's the issue with the system more than the person in it that Ollie plays. The strict double pivot destroys us. It's really, it's soul destroying to the fans. It, it really is. It's because we haven't got, we're trying to make two holding midfielders out of either Fred or McTominay who aren't and cannot play there. They're not good enough on the ball. You'll notice the game. If McTominay plays, you'll notice him playing alongside the centre backs because he can't, he needs space to run into. He can't take a ball on a turn. And Liverpool will press that out. And that's like what Kev was saying there. That central midfield allows so much traffic through it because it's so deep. There's no pace in our back line at all zero pace. So is he going to go deep, allowing Liverpool to push forward and press high? You guys remember one year we had Jones and Smalling playing at the back and Jose Mourinho went to Anfield and played long. He bypassed the press by not giving Jones and Smalling the ball and finished nil-nil. It's the only way United can counteract Liverpool's press. Play long and pick up the second balls if you can. That's it. It's a crap ploy, but in our situation, the only way we sort of stay solid is by not trying to pass Pass the ball. Yeah, but Any if he does knows, that, Adam.
1: But Adam, if he does that, that literally makes Ronaldo void.
0: Yeah. Like if Listen.
1: he if he just lumps it up to like if you play Cavani, if you had yeah. if you had if you used Cavani in that role, then it could make sense with Rashford, Bruno, and Greenwood picking up the scraps
3: off second balls. And they all his team. And this is how bad they It's like you're saying. Hey, it sounds amazing what you're saying. There, it sounds crazy, but. This is how crap this team has been playing. It's not like we're having an off day. It's not been great. It's been atrocious. Like Fred and McTominay can't pass a ball. They cannot pass a ball. You would see them guys standing there five yards, try and make a pass, a simple pass, straight to an opposition player, or even sometimes out of play. They need to play the game of their life because it's probably going to be them two that play, which means Pogba will be dropped, believe it or not it's it's absolutely mental because if Rashford is fit he will play he's an early favourite guaranteed Ronaldo will play 100% guaranteed and that leaves a load of forwards sat on the bench and you're wondering who's going to play on the right hand side like Kev said it has been Greenwood recently but Greenwood on the right is wasted he belongs in the middle he's not going to play in the middle because Ronaldo's there Bruno will play in the 10 very predictable and there's no cohesion in it. There's no cohesion. It's just one of them will do something miraculous and maybe change the momentum of the game through a moment. There's no system. There's no style of play. There's no There's no transition. There's no sort of patterns in our play. It is one of them will do something and then we'll get momentum and move forward with it. But with Fred and McTominay in that midfield, you'll see it. When you watch the game, you'll see it. you see how they operate. The... They have got zero confidence on the ball and that's where Liverpool will take advantage of it. For me, Kev said before, Pogba's ill-disciplined in a position, but I know at least he can hold on to the ball and he's got the strength to do something with it, which is why I would put Pogba in the middle. And i just think... say, look, it has to be that because you can only attack Liverpool if you want anything out of this game. It's the only way you're going to get I anything think... out of it.
1: I think I've got a, I've got a few sportsman's bets, no money involved before people start Um, calling me a gambler Um, a few sportsman's bets and a friendly friendly bets with a few United people that I have spoke to today that Pogba will play in this game I don't know positionally where but I think Ole will want Pogba on that pitch against one of his biggest rivals Mm. if he doesn't if he doesn't that will be a Champions League game in midweek that he's dropped him for and then he's and then we know he's dropped him as opposed to rested him for Liverpool, if you know what I mean, Adam. Yeah. So we could see it as he's rested him for United. But if he does uh, sorry, for Liverpool. But if he doesn't start against Liverpool, then there's huge question marks over his future. And and you know They're what... already
3: there, mate. They're already there. It's like Conrad... it's like I I said it I said it just before on my show on United Stand. It was like Pog was like the the main man in that French squad goes away, wins the World Cup, he wins the Nations League, comes back to his club team, all his French counterparts, they're all in the Champions League and Pogba sat on the bench for Fred and McTominay in a Champions League game that needs to be won.
1: To the outside world, no. it sounds
2: mad. I
3: can't believe you're not going to play it like Pogba. It's like,
2: ridiculous. Well, Pogba, what we are at the Mike moment. Pogba is, is more afraid and can hurt us and I understand yeah. the logic, I get it mate, but like... Pogba is only, well, not obviously you've got Ronaldo, but Pogba is ridiculous when it comes to ability. Like, and even if he does yes. something, and I know he's inconsistent, but your best chance to hurt us is having Paul Pogba. And you, people might say, right, I understand that he, he's not got the, the discipline to do that. I do get that. But from a completely rival fan, I'm scared of Paul Pogba when he's on the ball. Like, I, I feel like he can do anything, he can tear our world class defence. The centre backs apart with one pass and he can he's he's maybe one of the only players who can do that in the world but it's that kind of balance but for me if he's not playing I'm happier hundred percent
1: but it's 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 that balancing act isn't it Kev um because if and I agree with the rest of the lineup like Rashford's I'm just hoping that Rashford's dead leg you know lasts a week as opposed to a few days right but Rashford for me is the ultimate danger man when it comes to Man United Liverpool yeah. Then for me, it's it's um, Greenwood, as you said, yeah. and I'm totally in agreement with you. He's a phenomenal talent, but and then if if you got Bruno, who's a dead sir in the ten, and Ronaldo up front, that only leaves one spot in that team, Kev. Yeah, a, I Alongside, alongside either Matic, oh sorry, either McTominay or Fred.
0: Yeah, so a brave would. man
1: He's a brave man if he plays that team and oh. lineup against us, right?
0: I would go with Matic holding and Pogba and Fernandes either side of him with Ronaldo up front and Greenwood on the right and Rashford, Rashford on, on the left. left.
1: But the thing is the big play. going to go, down, go fans, down swinging. But the thing is and I don't know if Adam is a, is, is a, will agree with this. A lot of United fans that I've been speaking with this week have spoken about Matic being absolutely dead on his feet and very, mm-hmm. very immobile, and literally, like, you know, is that is that so? Is that how you feel about Matic, or would you still bring him in?
3: Uh, I, I have to sort of back him up a bit, because it's my namesake, innit? So, <laughs> it's what <laughs> whole built on, but, uh, no, Matic, <laughs> Matic is our best midfielder, but he lasts about 60 minutes. Uh, That's the problem with He me. is
2: a good player. Yeah. Like he's he 100% is, a good player.
3: absolutely. I've seen this man uh the Emirates with about five City players around him in the box and he never once panicked it's one thing he doesn't do he never panics he's strong on the ball yes he tires and yes he's not as mobile as what are called the legs in Fred and McTominay it's a shame we got him at the wrong time because he is a brilliant player he really is but it's that energetic Liverpool press that everyone will worry about because he will pick the ball up deep off the centre-backs and then he's in first man of the press to be hit. I know he will be composed, but it's just... It's a balance, isn't it? It's a balance. It is. It's very I mean, difficult. Yeah, so this do chance, Because you know you're going to have to sub him. Do you chance starting him knowing that he's got to come off on sixth day when you could be wasting a substitution later on? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's that ca- sort of...
0: It's catch 22 because if you try to wait, you're banking on being in the lead. Yeah. Bring him on to shore it up. You start him for an hour and you start him for an hour to stay in the game. You know, his job is literally stand in front of the two center backs and protect them. Yeah. You know, that's it. One of the other two will have to sit with him or stay mobile. It'll be Bruno who'll go forward. But mm. they have to come back, and they, it all depends on Ronaldo working and not allowing... Spurs. He won't do it. He
1: can't he do it. it.
0: He can't. He can't. No, he, can't he, can. He, can. he can. He can. He no, chooses Ken, to, next in, run. He he chooses to do, do it in that. spurts. He does it in he spurts, spurts not yeah. again. He won't
3: press, he won't press the ball, Ronaldo. He won't press at all. Cavani yeah. will.
0: Cavani yeah, will Cavani do it all will. day Cavani long. For, I, I mean... Cristiano Ronaldo is, is an embarrassment of riches, and he was the one player that when you signed him, I thought, how does this work? Because my biggest thing with United was if they signed a real holding midfielder. They didn't need goals. Goals is never United United's problem. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it, it was a holding midfielder. Didn't really need Sancho. You know, you, you did it because you had to, because you forced your mm-hmm. own hands by going back for him a second time. You couldn't be seen... Ronaldo, to,
3: Ronaldo would score 45-50 goals in Liverpool's team.
0: No, he wouldn't because he wouldn't he get would
3: it with the crosses that Trent and wouldn't Robinson in put in. A, you, we don't yeah, have any width. We don't have any width. Ronaldo is only good in a six-yard box now. That's yeah.
0: it. Cristiano That's Ronaldo it. wouldn't get in our, like our starting it. 11. No, no, Bruce he wouldn't. Him. No, for the pure he and simple reason, we don't, we don't have passes. Yeah, no, but I think
2: he means with yeah. the quality. that we. I understand. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. He won't get in now because he doesn't fit the system. United haven't yeah. got a system, so that's why he came in. Ronaldo will be the end of Ole and Solskjaer yeah. because he doesn't know how to but, handle but, him. I just want just, to just quickly sorry, address fingers.
1: this chat. Sorry, Conor, I'm going to come yeah, straight right, back right. to you. You people hate on Pogba too much. Brothers awesome. class, just playing for a shitty manager. We've actually been very complimentary on Pogba and said no, he's an outstanding talent. We haven't hated on him at all. Um, sorry, Connery, you was going to say.
2: No, I was just going to say, See, to be honest though, if you got the chance to sign Ronaldo, I don't know if anyone can really turn that down. And also Man United's problem last year was with their home form and maybe beating teams they should have been beaten. So maybe the Liverpool game is not... When they're signing Ronaldo, even though he he can still obviously score at the weekend, but they're looking for the games to beat the teams who are sitting in, causing them problems. Because yeah. to me, you can't not sign Ronaldo though. Like it's, it's too big an opportunity, and he's as much as like,
0: yeah. he's proved not he's for pro- what he provides on the pitch.
2: No, but but you talk about goals, Kev, right? And if he's there
0: to score goals, right, that's two wins in the Champions League because of Ronaldo. So but how, but how many how many games does he cost you with because of his work because of the way he works? And because he allowed, because the press always starts from the front, and it doesn't matter what side you're in if you're a Arsenal, if you're a Brighton, West Yeah, Dan, but not
2: not every strike in the Premier League presses, Kev. Like, you're just the top teams do that.
0: Their... They don't allow a centre back to walk past them when they're five yards away. They at least make an effort. But I, I'm know, in the middle. You know I'm in the
1: middle. I've got to come in here between you's two yeah, yeah, yeah. you two before you get to blows. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I've got to step in here and say, I kind of agree with both of you, and I'm in the middle. Because, But in the end, ultimately, I'll say it's not a great signing. And the reason for that is I, I totally get what you're saying, Conray. You don't turn up your nose of, of signing one of the greatest finishers the world's ever seen. But then what Kevin's saying is you have to have a game plan. And if you think that game plan is going to make you win the league, you're deluded because it's been proven even in recent times, you look at all the league title winners, the pressing is intense from every team that's won it, whether it's City, whether it's Liverpool, yes, you know, so whether so it's whoever, even the yeah. United, yeah. The problem Ole has with uh, Ronaldo is he can't drop him in games like nope. this. And that's the problem. Ronaldo, if he was bought, and this may sound crazy, guys, but it's, I think it's fact. If you bring Ronaldo as a squad player, it's an amazing signing. But if you're bringing him to build this team around, then in my opinion, pretty much like Kevs, it's a, not an awful signing, but it's a stupid it's wrong signing. signing. Wrong, wrong. Yeah. You it's know wrong it signing. Like, like it. Because there there all it's all the United There a the
0: the that needed addressing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know
3: what it was? It's like uh, I I use the analogy of uh United knew what we needed to buy in the summer. We knew the positions like Kev said. So it was like going in to Alde with your shopping list there. And then you go down that middle aisle. It's like, <laughs> it's like wonderland, isn't it? It's like, I need that. No, you don't, fucking need, that. You don't need that. I want either. that chainsaw next to the cabbages. I've got to put it in there. That's literally what Ronaldo was. We bought something we did not need at the time. It just looked good. And you couldn't say no to it. You couldn't it, let your neighbours. it's it only
2: twenty five mil, though, guys. Only twenty five mil. If you're is. a good manager. You're a strong manager. You, he, you wouldn't be playing this game. But or, that's what
3: we don't be have.
1: starting. Do but know, that's so, my point, Conroy. That's exactly. I know what you mean. Like yeah. financially, it made sense. Commercially, cool. it made sense. Even clutch moments, bring him on for clutch moments, bring him on. But they haven't got the manager who's strong enough to do that. And Cristiano Ronaldo is too much of a personality at United to yeah. be. A where where else is he, he gonna go
2: though, Gris? Where else is he gonna start every game though? That's yeah, going but that's to be not United. that
1: shouldn't have been United's problem.
2: No, but I mean they've got I mean they've got the if a strong manager's in there, I feel like you mm. can word it in a certain way that he's what 37 now, Ronaldo. that I still think if you'd not play him every game, he's still gonna have clutch moments like Atlanta, Villarreal. Yeah. Like that's what he's good at. So But he's I not using like, him like that. He's, he's the not, first he's not, name on the team
1: sheet. Yeah, and that's the problem. He always will be You'll always will be unless you get someone like a Conte who will have him out the door first thing. Like literally, I guarantee you guys, if you get someone like in Conte who absolutely, you know, refuses to have any passengers in his team, that's the first thing that happened. But listen, long may it continue from that aspect from our, (laughs) from our point of view. Um, From our point of view, Kev, what are we looking at um, in team wise? How are you setting up um, to sort of calm this old Trafford crowd down and then go for the kill?
0: Um, Back four picks itself. Yeah. Midfield, Fabinho, Henderson, probably Milner if he's fit, if he's able to play. But the five-day break is a a blessing. You know, um, if Milner gives you an hour, then you can make your change on the hour for Curtis or Naby, depending on the game situation. Ox didn't do himself any harm the other night. He won't start. I'm not saying he's going to start, but he gives you an option later in games if need be.
2: Yeah, he done well, didn't he? Done well,
0: I'd play Bobby to purely and simply sit on Fred or whoever plays in that sixth role for United. Sit on them and don't allow a simple ball. Make them go long. And let Sadio and Mo do their thing. I think Sad- I think Salah is going to look at Luke Shaw and think, yeah, you've had the better of me over the- in the past, but you're not playing in the back five this time. You're not going to be able to come out at me this time. This time you're gonna to have to sit and wait for me, and you you'll see Salah playing further mm-hmm. wide than he normally does, and you'll see him drawing Shaw out to go past him. Conroy, S- sorry,
1: Conray, do you,
0: play more central?
1: Do you agree with uh, with with those that setup and 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 kind of how you envisage us setting up tactically?
2: Yeah, I do. The only thing I've been toying with for the past couple of hours is if I think I know Adam mentioned it earlier with Jota. because Jota does actually play well against Manchester United. He's movement, it causes problems with it, their their back line as well. However, I'm kinda of siding more with Bobby. A bit like Kev said as well. Bobby dropping deep. I feel like that'll suit this game. Um with just with the atmosphere, him coming in to take it and collect it. And as you said, Keeping the ball for us, allowing us to maintain the ball. I think we'd all say he, he's the best at that in the false nine position. Instead of Jota, Jota's still a, a a great threat, but I'd see more Jota coming on and having an impact. So I'd agree with Kev. I'd I'd say Bobby.
1: See, I've been toying uh, with the idea of um, this Man United four uh, two three one. <laughs> yeah, listening listening to Adams, <laughs> listening to Adams, sort of um, thoughts on on his beloved. I thought, you know, there's no time to mess about. I think, I think Bobby's playing brilliantly. I think uh, Mane and Salah are playing brilliantly, and I think Jota is always a danger. And I was thinking, play Henderson and Fabinho as a double pivot. Match them up with McTominay and Fred. And they can handle McTominay and Fred, and then just let Bobby, Jota, and the front two stay wide as possible. And absolutely go for the kill. But that's not what Klopp's going to do. That was me last night on FIFA. What's (laughs) probably more likely to happen is... I'd be be surprised, Kev, if Milner comes in. I'd be surprised if he gets another goal. I get what you're saying with the five-day rest. I think Curtis Jones being kept behind for another week's training and going off of his sort of cameo last season... I think it's either him or Naby. Now, Naby would make... Naby would be a clock move in terms of, go and prove yourself, kid. I didn't mean to get you slaughtered in the media and the press. It was just the way the game was going, and I couldn't take off my captain and my vice-captain. You've been very good for me, so here's your chance to go and prove yourself again. So I wouldn't be surprised if Naby gets a, a shot, and I think Jota will start front instead of Bobby, that's my hot take, um, but I think the rest of the team
0: for both nice sides. Options. Say again, sorry. So nice options. At, the end, of the, day. at the end of the day, you can have a solid discussion and a solid argument for all of them, mm-hmm. and you'll come out of it and you'll think, "Yeah, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, he's making a good point." And you wouldn't. I wouldn't. And that's the beauty of
1: having squad.
0: Yeah, and we do this is the difference between what we've built and what United are currently the stage United are currently in is the fact that we've built the squad to play in this 4-3-3 and all of them now are comfortable in it. It's not like when you go mad in a transfer window and bring in four or five players you have to bed them in. Kanata has only made one start. Do you know what I mean? It's the way the Klopp has built this side over time. Now, I can see why the United pundits and the ex-United players are talking about um, Ollie giving time and building, building foundations and going and looking at what Liverpool and Man City have done to evolve a squad over time. I can understand that. Ollie's not the right man to do that, but that's what needs to happen at Manchester United. And it needs to happen with a proper director of football and coach who are in sync with a plan. But at the end of the day, we're we're uncomfortable with pretty much any eleven the clock can put out now that they're all capable of doing his what he wants.
1: I need. And it's taking
0: time to get there.
1: I need to. I need to. Um, I need to get you off YouTube, Kevin. I, I'm very worried that United might take you up as a football director. I don't want them. <laughs> they can't afford me, mate. I don't. I don't want them coming back because <laughs> you're giving them some good ideas. But Adam, um, Kevin touched upon sort of ex players having views and opinions on on, Ole as a coach. And um, I just wanted a very quick opinion on your view in terms of what Gary Neville said the other day, in terms of basically what he said, and I'm going to paraphrase if it pisses off some United fans, so be it. Basically, he he said, I'll never ask for Ole to be sacked, like literally, because he's my Mm. mate. Now, how does that look from... A viewers sort of neutral, like we're watching Sky Sports or whatever we're watching and we expect unbiased punditry and sort of a true reflection, a true opinion of what they really feel. And if that's how he feels, then surely some of his other views and opinions can't be really taken on face value, right?
3: Yeah, that's exactly it, mate. You said it there. It's like uh, what Mark said in reply to him in the tweet. Gary yeah, never actually came back to him and replied to him he said, look, so basically everything you say now we should ignore because you're biased and you've admitted that because he's a mate, you wouldn't sack him or you wouldn't think he was uh, worth sacking him. He says, yes, just ignore me. That's what, yeah. that what Gary Neville's response was to the tweet. He says, yeah, just ignore me. I'm like, I don't know, mate, you're building up this sort of career in in the media of being like this level-headed pundit, I still don't think he's level-headed. I think he's just over over the top now, in terms of how uh, unbiased he's trying to be. But I'm like, you cannot. He, it just there's nothing to it. It's like for years there was a simple way to
2: discussion that as well, Adam. Over, f- they, yeah. Sorry mate. Sorry you go mate. Yeah. So I he could have just squished it by saying, like, you know, a lot of pundits say, I'm never going to ask for a manager to be sacked. Like a lot of pundits say that I think Savage says it. Could have yeah. just said that and then it would have mean you know, take the heat. But because he said it like that, it's it's opened a can just, of worms, to be honest. It
3: has, it has opened the can of worms. Cause now it's like we've seen what Skulls was like last night against Rio Ferdinand. So I didn't see that obviously till later on because it was at the game. But I'm thinking now it's like, oh my god. It You've got one class of 92 player saying, this is this is like a disgrace. It's, I, I can't really celebrate the win properly because of how bad he was in the first half. And you've got one who's basically saying, you can't say anything bad about him because we used to play with him and he's a good mate. That's just, that's just poor punditry, in my opinion. You can't say things like that because he has come out and said it. And he always used to quote his dad on this. He used to say, you can't kid the fans. You can never kid the fans. It's his famous quote. Sorry, mate. It's like, you're doing exactly that. It's so hypocritical what he's doing and what he's saying. It's just like, we know what we're seeing. We're the ones paying, going and traveling the country, watching this team every single week. We're seeing the highest paid squad, my third highest paid squad in world football, and one of the most expensive squads assembled in Premier League history, get absolutely battered every single week. So what is the common denominator there? It is that Ole and Solskjaer, like you guys said, is not on a level to compete with the Klops, the Peps and the Tuchels of this world. But right now we're looking below us. We're not looking at you three. We're looking below us because that's how bad we're playing right now. That has to be questioned. It has to be questioned, and for him to ignore it outright like that, I just think he's gone gone down a lot of fans' estimations. And don't think just United fans, because everyone wants honest opinion. No. And that's
2: a good pundit. It's a good as well. It's a strange one.
3: It is.
1: Answer this one before um, before we go into predictions, um, Adam. Would uh, would Neville give only the job at Salford? <laughs>
3: I mean, it's true, though, isn't it? It's Woody at this stage. I mean, he's sacked enough, hasn't he? He's sacked enough already. So, again, uh, hypocritical, isn't it? He's the owner of, well, not so much. He sort of just runs the show there. It's not all his money, we know that. But uh, we said it all along. Which Premier League club takes Ollie as a a manager if he's not at United? None of them. Not many. Not many. Absolutely.
1: Say no more. Uh, well, it's time to, um, after all the bravado, after all the the down talk, the despondency, the 5-0, uh, you know, <laughs> after all that, it's time to get some predictions on the board. And I, I'm going to go with Conroy first because um, I, I like hearing <clears throat> Conroy's um, you found positivity.
2: Yeah, yeah. Six now. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. No. Seven.
0: No, I'm
2: joking. Hey, hey.
0: no who let, on, Red oh, Steven, who let Red Steven know, on the part tonight. I know. I know. It's my twin brother tonight. Again, he's a
2: positive <laughs> one. But I've got to be honest, I I do think see with these games I always feel like we're gonna concede even so I think for me I'm thinking a two one win. I d I can't see us keeping a clean sheet. So I'd say two one and uh, goal scorers for us. I'm thinking Salah is very obvious, but with with the he's on, how can you bet against that then now? And I'll go for a big verge header. So that's my two two one at Old Trafford.
3: Adam, give it to us. <sighs> three, you can give us two. Way. You can
1: give you can you can give heart and you can give head.
3: Uh three two either way. One team's okay. I just feel like old Trafford is the is the ground within this fixture where all the goals come. Notorious layer. Over the years, Liverpool's have been one, two, three at best for one team, but there's always been a good mixture of goals at Old Trafford. It's like last season, the 3 2 and 4 2, either way for both teams. I just remember, I can remember like the, the days of like when Berbatov scored his overhead kick, oh, 3 2s. Okay, and twos. Yeah. and you know what, he's always game, even when Liverpool beat Drama. us, they always, Liverpool always scored three or four when they beat us at Old Trafford. It's never Good like point. a really close, close game. Good point. I do feel like there's going to be goals for both teams. Uh, obviously, I'm just going to go. The only way United can win this game is by going at Liverpool. Liverpool will score at least two. just depends if these United players can carry themselves and stand up and be counted. So I'm just going to go with them, a bias 3 to United. But that result either way.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Go on, Kev. I go with three one. Well, I think we win three one. Um, I think they'll score. I would be surprised if they score first. Um, I think. See, watching United last night, they created an awful lot of chances. They always and they will. missed a lot, and their and their keeper played really well last night. Atlanta's keeper. They'll create chances, but I think we're more clinical, and I think we'll catch. I think we'll play well. If we play well, we'll be we'll win handy. We'll be comfortable in the end.
1: Excellent. We're just we're just
0: a better we're just a better a better unit. We're just a better eleven, and as long as we don't play the occasion and we play the game, we'll win at three one.
1: Well, a great way to end it on a Liverpool channel than than saying that we're gonna we're gonna smash them three one. But listen, um, it's been a fantastic show, lads. I'm not gonna lie, I really really enjoyed that chat. Thank you all, especially Adam. Um, Adam, thank you very much for turning up, mate. You're an absolute yeah. diamond. It can be hard. As I said, we've been through these last season. Every game we were losing, we went through six games in a row, being at home. We had to do these mm. shows and it was miserable. And, you know, the likes of Burnley were coming up and beating us. Fulham, <sighs> Fulham be- you know, we were, you know, it was a horrible. But, you know, I hope, um, I don't know what I hope for you guys. I can't wish you luck. I don't, I didn't really want you to. Nope. Get out of the doldrums, but I've got so much time and respect for you, mate. I really, really appreciate you coming in and helping appreciate us out, it, mate. No worries. Nice one. And you guys, obviously, we catch up soon. Kev and Conroy, yeah. um, really great show. Um, and, yeah, we've come to another episode of Carnage. Um, let's hope there's some carnage on Sunday. And let's hope um, we come out on top. Thank you very much for tuning in. Over and out.